What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 16 of Grab Don't Slap. Tonight, we don't got anyone on the injury report. We got everyone back tonight for tonight's episode. As usual, we got the same squad. You got Royce, Zach, Jason, Josh, and myself, Patrick, talking to you guys about basketball. So let's go ahead and get this started, guys. We're now in the playoffs. Before the playoffs, we're going to go ahead and talk about the end of the season awards. Is that what you guys want to do first? Yeah, let's man. Go ahead what, and... a, what a season. Yeah. What would you say? I said we made it. Yeah. Well, no, Warriors we didn't, didn't, unfortunately. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Here, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yes, we will. So how about those finalist awards, guys? What do you think about them? All right. For um, the first one that came up to my mind was the Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know why. Who do you, get, who, who do you guys think is going to win that one? Here. Um, oh, go ahead, Jason. Who is in the Defensive Player of the Year finalists? Who are they? Draymond, Gobert. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. There you go. Yeah. I got money on Draymond. I see Draymond sneaking out with it. Really? Why do you think that, Royce? I don't know. I think I'm a little biased there for sure. But uh, I just feel the impact that he makes. It's going to be him or Gobert, but I would love to see Draymond win it. Um, as biased as I would, I am, I actually disagree. I was surprised Draymond was, was in there, actually. I thought it was going to be Bam instead. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Bam getting snubbed. Okay. I feel, like, I feel like most of us were pretty surprised that Draymond was on the list and Bam was not on the list. Yeah, even as Warriors fans, we love to see, you know, Draymond get in that conversation because he's an amazing defender, but I didn't expect him to be there. This be a finalist. Like, yeah, top five, but I didn't expect him to be a finalist. Exactly. I didn't expect that at all. But if I were a betting man, I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be the first year a quote-unquote guard wins the Defensive Player of the Year. And I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. I actually, you know, I was rooting for Bam to win it. I really was. But, um, yeah, if if he's not going to be in the conversation, I actually think it should go to Ben Simmons. But if I had to place money on someone, it's probably going to go bare. I think that Ben Simmons was locking everybody up one through five. And I don't think Rudy Gobert did that this year. And I don't like the way that um, I don't like the way the defensive play of the year is ranked or like is, I guess, weighed, weighed because I feel like it's really weighed off. Oh, do you get a lot of rebounds and do you get a lot of blocks? And I feel like that's a very narrow perception of defense. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot more that goes into defense, not just rebounds and blocks, which is why Gobert is constantly in the conversation. Of course, he's one of the best like interior defenders in the league, but it's kind of all he does. Imagine making 200 mil off of just getting rebounds and blocks. Like That's insanity to me. He's basically getting paid to be tall. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, no, you're right. That is what a center should be doing, and he's doing that, but, like, it's just, I don't know. 
Dude, if he got some sort of offensive game, like a good post game or something, man, like where he could put up like 15 to 20 points with his rebounding and his blocking ability, that dude could easily be like the best player in the league. Yeah, no, I agree. agree. I I agree with that. It's like how Simmons won't learn to shoot, man. (laughs) But like Jason said, he can defend positions one through five, which is why he, you know, he went off defensively this year. He was... Like Jason said, he's locking everyone up. He's getting steals. He's getting blocks. He's getting rebounds. He's he's doing it all on the defensive end. So I do feel like he deserves it out of everyone. I think in terms of best defender on that list of finalists, I'm going to say Draymond is the best defender because he is by far and away the smartest defender. Out yeah. of them. And it's not even close. Yeah, no, definitely IQ-wise. Draymond, both offensively and defensively, actually, he's very high IQ. Yeah, I mean, dude can single-handedly ruin a two-on-one or three-on-one fast break just by putting himself in the right position to stop, like, putting himself in the right position in general, and it just stops the entire fast break. He did that a lot this year. I think that's why he's getting this kind of recognition. He stopped a lot of fast breaks, like, single-handedly, which is insane when you think about it or pick and rolls like the fact that he's the perfect like i know we're gonna get to it but that laker game like he stopped a lot of their pick and roll and it like it was just putting himself in the right position like dude yeah he took he took ad out of that first half man like ad did not exist let's be real he took ad out of that game yeah i mean true yeah the skyline doesn't do it justice and at six seven that's like that's crazy he is not even like a like a true big, but he's he's out there stopping people who are like six nine and taller. No, like we've been talking about Gobert. He's been giving him fits what the past two three years in the playoffs. Like the dude can pretty much guard anybody. That's why I have him so up. Just his versatility on that end. Yeah, that's fair. I still think you know. I do wish Bam Adebayo would have gotten in there, but good to see Draymond in there I'm willing to bet we'll see him next year yeah I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised all right let's move on how do you guys feel about the sixth man finalist hold on hold on we did we even get Pat and Zach's opinion oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> no no I agree uh I think Ben Simmons that's gonna be a big part in the playoffs too uh Ben Simmons locking everyone up but if we're just talking about regular season Ben Simmons really did his job defending on the floor so i agree ben simmons but i also do agree that draymond really is uh one of the smartest defender out there and he just knows what to do and read uh how to read the players movements and play defensively so yeah there i just want to say it real quick rudy gobert is so trash on offense we got the <laughs> on I got this game on in the background, and oh my god, yeah, he just blocked John Morant. So what, dude? You couldn't even get a post move off. That's what me and Royce were saying. Like, if he could develop just some kind of offensive, bro. Imagine him. Imagine him with like Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge's game. If he could hit those like elbow shots and like those little post fadeaways, bro. Ooh, that dude would be unstoppable. But he's not. I- no, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like it's all what ifs, but yeah, I ain't got no words for that one, bro. 
Zach, how do you feel about the defensive player of the year? Um, I think uh, it'll go to Rudy Gobert. Um, I just didn't have much to add to that conversation. I just wasn't speaking. <laughs> but you guys are pretty much covering it all. But um, I think it'll go to Gobert. Um, you know, he's a blocking machine. And you, know, you see how bad he is on offense. Really shows how much of an impact he makes on defense. I mean, the guy's making the all-star team. and He's a horrible offensive player. So that does show how good of a defensive player he is. It's, I mean, if it works for him, then to each is to each their own. It's also the whole freaking state of Utah voting him in. Like, I think the, the Jazz go door to door and say, "Hey, vote him, vote him, vote him," and that's the only reason he made it. Yeah. They don't have anything better to do in Utah. Yeah, they can't even drink out there. Like, what? That's probably why they have not one but two people in the sixth man finalist conversation they so for for this nba sixth man award uh, finalists it's jordan clarkson joe ingles and derrick rose i'll probably go to jordan clarkson and i think it should yeah i, I don't that's not a question jordan clarkson it, Man, if we had him off our bench, we'd we'd actually be in the playoffs, man. Yep, agreed. Jordan Clarkson definitely deserves it. Yeah, that man shocked the world this year. It's been crazy. And then um, if I had to say, like, anyone was going to, like, be in the conversation for possibly getting it, I would say Derrick Rose. Was he not a finalist? I thought he was. No, he is. That's what I'm saying. It's it's between him and him and Jordan Clarkson. I don't sorry Joe Ingles, but <laughs> Yeah. I he, Derek Rose might have had a gr- I feel like he might have had a greater impact on his team than Jordan Clarkson because that team was so well rounded. I mean we don't talk about Utah, but yeah, that team's really well rounded. But Derek Rose really turned that entire Knicks franchise around this year. Like And his career, bro like yeah totally revitalizing yeah dude he's he's looking so good i'm you love to see it I, I love what he's doing in new york right now i think it was great that he got traded there and didn't stay with the terrible pistons right <laughs> it but was yeah honestly i think great. oh go ahead ben. well yeah i think um for that six man award definitely should go to jordan clarkson to be honest, I thought that um, Lou Williams was going to come back this season again and you know, go for that same thing. But ever since they had that uh, that Clippers team with Kawhi and Paul George, it just wasn't working out for him. So, too bad. Really, but Yeah, and that was really disappointing to see because Lou Williams was consistently like – in that six-man conversation, so it was really disappointing to see him so underutilized this season. But he's doing the right thing in uh, the Hawks right now. He's being praised for it. He's actually doing what he needs to be with uh, in the Hawks, and that's they won tonight. So help them out. <laughs> Even though we wanted uh, the Knicks to win. I'm sure everyone here wanted to win the Knicks to win. Yeah. Yes, we are. Uh, we are Knicks fans West. <laughs> All right. What, what's next? 
Uh, do you guys all agree Jordan Clarkson should win this? Yeah, yeah. I think that's unanimous. Jordan Clarkson. How, how about most improved, guys? Most improved. should be another unanimous one, right? Yeah. Ooh, most yeah. improved, we got Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., and Julius Randle. Yeah, it's not even a question. I mean, Jeremy Grant, baby. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was about to say. Y'all know it's Julius hey, Randle. Early on. Early on, maybe, but yeah, no. We were just talking about his team. He is lead, and he is leading them, man. I Julius think, Randall. I think it's because it's he's on the Knicks too, and it's like the Knicks have been so bad for so long. But he changed his like Julius Randall's changed his entire game when he entered the league. He was a back to the basket type score. Now this dude runs the Knicks offense like, and hits threes like. Yeah. He's a way better three point shooter than he was point forward man like was he like that in college he was right like i'm pretty sure he played the same way in college no he had him back to the basket oh that's what he was doing in la yeah exactly i think la just fucked him up (laughs) well i think we know why la fucked him up so what you do is go to la and then leave la like brandon ingram uh lonzo ball julius randall jordan clarkson d well I don't think it was L.A. itself. I think it, <laughs> um, he, the coach that played for L.A. It was Luke Walton's fault. And then New Orleans goofed and traded him. <laughs> like, well, they didn't trade him. They he just um, they just didn't re-sign him in the offseason, right? Oh, I thought he got traded. Did he? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he signed with the Knicks as a free agent. Mm. It was a good choice because now he's in the playoffs. Yeah, at first Pelicans I was, aren't. <laughs> I know. At first, I was just like, I don't know why he chose to go to New York. That doesn't seem like a good, um, a good choice. But like, yeah, he proved me wrong. It's not. It wasn't a good choice, winning wise. Literally every other decision besides the cold, it's a good choice. I mean, uh, he's thriving now, so it was long run. It was the right choice. Hell yeah! But I mean, Jeremy Grant had a great year in Detroit. I feel like. I feel like he should be elsewhere if he wants to like win. I don't think Detroit has way too far to go in order to be something. And I think he should be somewhere like in Atlanta or like just, well, or like the Warriors. Yes. Everybody to the, <laughs> please. We need help. We'll get to that. Uh, Jeremy Grant for John Collins. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not a bad trade. I mean, John Collins deserve. They're not going to keep John Collins. Jeremy Grant needs to be in a win now place. Um, I'd be so pissed if I was John Collins, though. <laughs> I know. Oh well. Here, um, Jeremy Grant to the Suns. Oh my God, dude! Fuck, that would be ridiculous. I see that. For who though? Call me Mr. Trade Generator because that's a good <laughs> Or who? Dario Saric. Dario Saric and Cameron Payne. Oh. And a pick or two to make it work. Yeah, that that could work. And that would make the Suns ridiculously nice. All right. What's All next? Right. Let's go to uh, Coach of the Year real fast. Yep. Oh, uh, hundred dollars say it's gonna be Monty Monty Williams. Hundred bucks. 
I could see anyone winning this, actually. You got Quinn Schneider, Tom Thibodeau, and Monty Williams. All of their teams have done, like, ridiculously good this year. I'm going to say it's between Monty Williams and Tom Thibodeau. Me too. And I think it's Tom Thibodeau. Should win it. I feel like it'll be Monty just because of how they've like really turned it around like i mean they're the number two seed. they could have been the number one seed honestly yeah and you know i'm gonna agree with royce now now that i think about it they went from bottom of the barrel team then they made the bubble and then swept the bubble even though they didn't make the playoffs that was monty's work and then they go from that to this i think they're gonna give it to him but I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Thibodeau wins it because it's the Knicks and yeah. uh, the Knicks sell. I think he deserves it. I think Tom yeah. Thibodeau deserves it over Monty Williams uh, because <clears throat> the Suns made the bubble last year and played really well on it. Um, they didn't end up winning or they didn't end up making it to the playoffs, but they played really well. And then they outed Chris Paul. So maybe we didn't expect them to be the one or two seed like they were, but I expected them to be a good team, way better than they were, and to make the playoffs. I don't know how many of us thought the Knicks were going to go from a, what, 12 seed all the way up to the four seed this year at all. <laughs> like that was, that never even, I never would have even guessed. So I think that should go to Tom Thibodeau. That's my pick. You guys are talking about last year, but you know they're not going to take last year and the bubble into account for this year. So I assume you're picking Quinn Snyder then? Actually, for who I think deserves it, I think Monty Williams deserves it for turning a porous Suns team into like a number two seed. But um, of who I think is going to win it, it's probably, I think it will probably be Quinn Snyder because. You know, he let his, I think they take record into account, like, a lot with Coach of the Year. And they, he just, you know, he coached them to the best record in the league. So last year they didn't do that, right? Yeah, I'll say, hold, hold on, hold on. Here, we'll use that to, we'll use this. Um, why didn't Steve Kerr win, like, three in a row then? He won, like, didn't he win, like, two in a one. row? One. Oh, he won one? But, like, what was the record then? The obvious a 73 that, that's what i'm saying dude that was like the best record but of all time and he won it then he also had both two 67 win seasons and didn't win yeah that's true i don't know i just what was it i, I definitely was... think monty williams should get it i just have a feeling quinn schneider will probably win yeah one of those years i'm pretty sure he got screwed by budenholzer yeah i think it was 20s 17 or 18 like dude we should have won it that year but just because the hawks like literally came out of fucking nowhere with kyle corver leading the way that dude won the coach of the year that season <laughs> don't even bring up that hawks team <laughs> yeah dude so um the moment you've all been waiting for who do we think's winning MVP? Well, first, let's discuss our finalists. Wait, what about Rookie of the Year? Do Rookie of the Year first. Oh, Not yeah. that we need to really discuss it. Well, Rookie actually, no, we could discuss this. Yeah, Rookie of the Year is a yeah. Cool. That's I'm I'm still a little conflicted on uh, Rookie of the Year. I I just I just want to say real quick because we know Tyrese Halliburton's not going to win, 
but he had such a good rookie season. Like, shout out to him, man. On a terrible Kings team, he showed out. He's the honorablest of all honorable mentions, for sure. Well, he's a, I mean, he's a finalist, but I just, yeah, he's not going to win, but. Yeah, in that aspect. (laughs) Great, great pick for the Kings. Here. I hope they don't ruin him. Finally. I think. It's not even great pick by the Kings. It's a lucky pick by the Kings. I don't think the Kings expected him to be this good. They did say that, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, Kings, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Got that's that right, King? <laughs> on, hold on. Don't ever, ever call me that. <laughs> yeah, come on, Zach. <laughs> okay. um, All right. Um, but who'd, who'd you guys pick? All right, here my, my pick. This is a tough one. We know I know a lot of people. Between. It's either going to Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I, I feel like you know most of you guys probably pick Lamelo Ball, but Anthony Edwards makes a really great case for the season's Rookie of the Year just because this guy balled out from start to finish, and he just mm. he played like he's been playing in the league. For a long time, for like a couple of years already, and I was really impressed by that. And to be able to play in such a crappy team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he handled it, I think that's it's a big deal. This dude's actually, good. I actually, I actually agree with you that. Too. <laughs> I feel like Lamel. Go, go ahead. I was gonna say he's got some of the funniest post-game interviews too. Like this guy's just already like so comfortable and everything. Like you were saying. Here, can we get him on our podcast? That would. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> our listens would just skyrocket <laughs> we might even do good in minnesota <laughs> i mean and obviously his case being he averaged 20 points i think this game in or the season and i don't think he missed any games right nope he didn't miss the game yeah so i feel like that's what we'll give him it i'll say so i'll still say Lamelo, just because his talent but yeah and anybody else? Who are we, anybody else? I I actually um, Lamelo is so exciting to watch. So I I would like him to win, but I honestly think it's pro. I think it's going to go to Anthony Edwards. Like Patrick said, he he balled out on a poor team. He like he had a rough start, but once he got in the rhythm of things, he like he was on a tear, man. And him not missing a game all year is is uh gives him a little bit of an advantage over Lamelo since Lamelo missed I think twenty one games. Yeah, I think you're right, Zach. I think that all. I'm also factoring that into account. Lamelo missing all those games. I think since that happened, it boosts Anthony Edwards' chance. Had that never happened, I think Lamelo Ball, even with anthony edwards playing the way he did i still think lamella ball would have ran away with it but yeah missing that time plays a big factor i'm gonna say lamella and i don't think it's as it's as close as you guys think it is i'm gonna even with injury i think lamella was far and away the best rookie this year based on obviously his stats his impact to the team i mean charlotte was so close like was a lot closer to making the playoffs and honestly if the coach didn't fuck up by being oh i'm the right guy and i you got to listen to me you don't get to start yet they probably would have been at least top eight if not higher if they played Lamelo more 
and that's even after the i mean well, before the broken hand obviously once he started getting in the flow of things then they just ran he started running away with it but i think even with that broken hand it's gonna go to him and there's just it's too much money to not give it to him like they're gonna want Lamelo to be on that stage taking that award even though we hate that award show i i do agree with you jason the coach that stuff about like you don't get to start yet you get to start you know once you've proven yourself to me no, i he definitely should have been starting over Devonte graham they would have done way better that was super dumb so i agree with you there i just think the injury like does play a factor in this yeah so i mean <clears throat> my prediction is lamello i think he'll get it just because when he has been on the court he's no doubtedly been the best rookie in the league but the no games missed and the i mean 20 points a game as a rookie is pretty fucking nice it is on the bum ass timberwolves but um i think anthony edwards will get it but i really want lamello too um, I think that um, I, I even though I want Anthony Edwards to win it, I think Lamelo is going to win it, just basically because um, he has a lot of traction in the. How do you say it? Like, he gets a lot of attention. You know, he's like really well known, especially in the social media. Like, they're going to want to use that as leverage, like Jason said, and um, <coughs> he's a he's part of the Ball family. You know, they're going to want to be like. Look, this kid turned out to be better than Lonzo Ball. And he's the actual baller in that family. And so I think that they're going to give it to LaMelo Ball, even though I think it should be Anthony Edwards. Here, I'll I'll place a question. Who, would, If you had to pay money, who would you rather see? Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball? LaMelo Ball. Yeah, LaMelo Ball for sure. He's, he's definitely got so much talent. Who's You're a, just going to want to see him. Who's a more exciting player? To watch i'm argue i will argue that it's lamello even though yeah anthony edwards has the capability to go straight nuclear and doug you know how much i wish anthony edwards was on the atlanta hawks right now dude can you imagine or like that'd be nuts actually i don't mind that he's not there because they picked up bogdan bogdanovich and that was like the biggest win they had this season for the hawks I just don't see him making those full court shovel passes though, like Lamelo does, dude. Like that shit's just insane. I don't think anyone. Well, no, that's not true. But and he's single handedly like, like Miles Bridges was good, but I don't think anybody was gonna expect him to have like this kind of a season. That connection has just been like insane. I mean, we can have this conversation at a later date, but does playing overseas in professional leagues have a better impact than actually playing college basketball or the G League? I think that'll be a good conversation for another day. Oh, yep. I, I got something for that. Yeah, sure, that's a great If point. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So did everyone say LaMelo Ball except for me? <laughs> I, I think it's LaMelo. I do think it's LaMelo. I, it was close, but I think it's LaMelo. I, I agree with you, Jason. LaMelo is definitely, like, super fun to watch. And like I said, if he didn't get injured, he would have ran away with it. This wouldn't even be a conversation, but... I don't know. I think I'm going to say Ant Edwards wins this one. Just because he played through the whole season and had a really good rookie season on top of it. Yeah, you're not alone, Josh. I'm with you, man. <laughs> if if they don't pull that 
same card they did with Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. I think, uh, was it Donovan Mitchell and uh, Ben Simmons? Yeah, but that card was that Ben Simmons, like, play, like technically played a few games the year before, and he shouldn't have been considered a true rookie. I think I, I, a lot of a lot of people then just like Ben Simmons more. I don't know. <laughs> But I guess whoever has the most, uh, you know, traction in the NBA right now. Just use the word ball. Use the word hype. Hype. <laughs> yeah, Lamelo definitely has the hype. <laughs> so yeah, Anthony Edwards also might have had the dunk of the year this year. Oh yeah, that's he just absolutely demolished Yuta Watanabe. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a tongue twister. <laughs> I. I watch that, dude. I watch that every time that dunk comes up on Instagram. I rewatch it because it's just so nasty. It was a murder. Like that was disgusting. That might have been the top dunk in the past couple years. That's how bad that was. Like, yeah, yeah, better than Bridges on Capella. Yes. <laughs> that one was. That's also in the conversation. But Anthony Edwards was just so, such a crime scene, dude. All right. All right then. Let's dude. move on. To yeah. last but not least, the MVP. Most valuable player. We got Stephen Curry, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. What do you guys think? Be is try not to be biased. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna be biased. I want Steph Curry to win. Oh, of course we all want it. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna go to Jokic, and I think he deserves it. Um, and I think a big part of that is seeing how well he played and how well he led the Nuggets after Jamal Murray got injured. Because um, once he once Jamal Murray got hurt, I wasn't expecting them to continue to roll like they were, and they did. And Jokic was leading that team um, <clears throat> very well, and. He's been putting up monster numbers all season. Honestly, unreal numbers. So you can't really ignore that. And I think recency bias is hitting a lot of people. And I do have Steph at number two, but he has not passed Jokic. In my I, I both agree and disagree with you, Zach. <laughs> I think Jokic will win it, but the person I think deserves it is Stephen Curry. All bias aside, I think even though they didn't make the playoffs and they didn't have the best record, I think he still carried that team like throughout the whole season as best as he could and like put up an almost historic season in the process. Yeah, I'm so I actually I think we asked this question in our group chat like weeks ago to like come up with these uh, this information. I think before the finalist even came out, I had a uh, if I had to bet, Jokic would win. Uh, second, I put Steph. I don't know why I put Steph second, but I think it's because, like, because the Warriors were historically bad this season without him and top third in the league with him, like, that type of floor raising is on a par of what LeBron James in Cleveland, the first stint in Cleveland, like, that, yes, that team was ass in Cleveland. And the fact that the Warriors were like comparable to that without him, and then when Steph jumps in, 
he actually just raises them up there's that um Jokic definitely did ball out this season like I can't we're not gonna deny that he wasn't balling out like his stats were insane and yes it's crazy to see a big man doing it but are we really surprised that that's the way the NBA has been going for this long and I think we give him a little too much credit for Jamal Murray being out because I think the Denver Nuggets are in the same sort of boat as the higher seeded teams as in they're a very well-rounded team regardless they're a deep bench they have solid starters and then they have their pair of stars so I think we probably would have seen this had it been the roles reversed and it was Jamal Murray still here and Jokic down I'm willing to bet we probably would have seen the same type of results meaning because that team is so well-rounded they probably would have won games um again if i had to bet Jokic is gonna win if i were to be completely honest i believe steph should have won or should win regardless of all regardless of seeding and shit like that i think steph just dog he's 33 he played on a dog shit team we're gonna get to it later but he played on a dog shit team and he single-handedly made that team watch just watchable while winning the scoring title as well i, I do want to say one thing I, I completely i don't i disagree with you on uh if the roles were reversed um i don't think the nuggets would really be as good um if jamal murray was leading that team by himself and i know that team is well-rounded but I see that not happening at all. Um, they when when Jokic went down, they went or I'm sorry, when Jamal Murray went down, they went 12 and three after that. Um, and I there's no way I do not think Jamal Murray right then and there would have led that team to 12 wins out of their next 15 games. Uh, Jamal Murray is a perfect number two, and he can take over a game like we saw him in the bubble do that but not to completely carry a team by himself. Um, I mean, and Jokic is, he can carry a Nuggets team like that by himself and Jokic is doing that. So I don't, I don't, I don't see Jamal Murray would have been able to do that. Yeah. I think, I think we're giving Jokic the right amount of credit. Here, what we'll do right now is to either bolster or fuck up your argument. We'll just <laughs> win shares because, and I hate stats. Don't get me wrong. I, Ball don't lie. Your eyes don't lie to you either. But stats are important for some reasons. So we'll use win shares as an example. But y'all can keep going while I look this up. Yeah, I was going to say I agree with everything you guys have said so far. I have Jokic winning as well. Um, just because what he is doing as a big man. And exactly, like I didn't even put in the factor Jamal Murray being out because they still have Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., they still got a solid ass bench. So I feel I feel Jokic should win it. I would love to see Steph as we all would. But I don't think that the hype that he's gained just propels him over Jokic's like Here. almost historic season. Wow. Um just off win shares and well, plus minus Steph blows everybody out the water. It's not even close. And win shares, it's still the second is rudy gobert somehow with 16.5 <laughs> steph is at 19.05 so like that's yeah. his contribution to a team winning 
Um, Rudy Gobert is at 16.52, and Nikola Jokic is at 15.58. And again, this is not taking away from the type of season he's had. Like, don't get me wrong when I say this. I think, and I'm only for this. I'm arguing impact. Steph, I again take both players off each team. The Nuggets are still way fucking higher. Yeah, like they're still making the playoffs. They're still like a higher seed. But here's here the war. The Warriors were so bad they probably would have been in the contention for the number one pick this year. That's how bad they were offensively. Honestly, and that's why it's so Steph has been so impressive this year because he actually, when you go from all time bad to this season being top third in like offense, I think that's just mentioning all time bad is just always scary. Honestly, and I will agree and say he should because honestly, he just kind of erased Embiid from it. <laughs> like Embiid was our number one for a minute. I mean. And I don't think anybody has said he's number one so far. So. Yeah, remember it was like a month ago I was championing Embiid. Then yeah, dude. You know what? It was a solid argument, man. I'll listen to Jokic, and then Steph decided to go freaking nuclear and <laughs> keep us alive. But I'll get into my Warriors screaming later. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do agree. Zach has a point, though. I do agree. Jokic does, just like Steph, he raises like his team to like such a degree i think if they didn't have him the nuggets definitely wouldn't be as good but jason's also right they would still be better than a stephen curryless warriors like and, way better and i'd still say if jamal murray was there and Jokic was out they'll still make the playoffs and they'll still probably win at least a round that's how good that team is as a team but, but- what Zach is, I think what Zach's trying to say is like Nikola Jokic just puts that, no, yeah, just no, yeah, I, that even higher. I understand and agree with that point that Jokic has been that damn good this season. I'm just saying that Steph did that type of stuff better. I agree with that. Yeah, poor Joel. Like Roy said, we had him real high for most of the season up until Steph just decided to throw up. Well, here. Instead of focusing on the finalists, how do we feel about both? Well, I mean, how do we feel about Embiid and Giannis? Like, because we know they're most likely not going to get it. How do we feel about those two either being left out of the conversation or being not really talked about in the conversation? Because, for example, Embiid, or not Embiid, uh, Giannis pretty much put up the same type of stats he put up in both of his MVP years. You just gotta realize like how crazy. You just muted yourself, Josh. My bad. Um, <laughs> I think you just gotta like realize how crazy it is that these players are still putting up these kinds of seasons, like MVP numbers, like, and they're still not in the conversation for MVP, like. That's just crazy. That means there are other people just doing even more. Going even like beyond. Here, and I'll also say this, and sorry to keep bringing it up. Um, In win shares, there are two Nuggets uh, in the top 20, and there's only one Warrior in, I think, the top 100. So, yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. That's why. Shit. But yeah. 
Ugh. I just thought of something really bad, but we'll we'll move on. All right. Are we moving on from the award? So we all got our award predictions out. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, um, hey, here, Pat, can you do me a favor? What? Um, I think you're good at it. Can you please do uh, Bruce Buffer's intro? Just please. You know what? What? What, what does Bruce Buffer always say before the fight? And oh, what is it? It's time. Come on, you know. It's time for Zach to go off about the playing between the Lakers and the Dubs. Go on, Zach. Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh shit! Take it away, Zach. <clears throat> Exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> that, was that was a good um intro. Um, well, I think we all have a lot to say about that, that game, and I mean, I have a lot to say about you know the Warriors team, um, you know what they did. But my Hold biggest on. takeaway from that game, <laughs> Zach has a lot to say about. We all have stuff to say. Zach has a lot to say. <laughs> Zach is mad. <laughs> Zach's mad, man. This is oh, oh yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was pretty mad after that game, but um the one my, my biggest takeaway, um, not that I did before very much, but I'll say this to start. I will never ever ever respect LeBron James in the history of my life. I don't think is. I don't think I can, and I don't think I ever will. Um <laughs> it is hold so on I, I, as a as a player, NBA player, right? Or as a person, he seems like a, he seems like he does good stuff off the uh, off the court. Jason, um, did you get so a I'm drink? Not, I'm not. <laughs> Jason's getting ready. He comes back with a bottle of wine. What is? Um, Every time Zach slanders LeBron James, he's gonna take a swig. <laughs> oh yeah, get ready then, dude. Um, so yeah, um, I can't. I just can't respect him, and it, it's so hard for me to watch a game. Um, that he's playing in because <clears throat> it seems like every single play he's either crying or whining or faking an injury or flopping. So um, I can't, I just can't respect anyone like that. I think if I'm being 100% honest, I can't think of someone who's a bigger disgrace to a sport in, his, in, in my life. I really can't because it's, it's, oh to me, I think, I think a, a good word to put it is pathetic. And it, it's, it's honestly just, really really pathetic and sad that there's this six eight absolute beast out here who is literally cr almost crying i've seen this man almost cry uh, like so many times and he's whining and he's complaining all the time and it makes he ruins the nba he does more harm to the nba than he does good 100 believe that he, he makes it so hard to watch i can't even sit through a game that he's okay. that he's playing in it, it's honestly horrible i hate it and i'll never i'll never respect him i'll never like him unless he stops this and i, and I do want to put a little bit i mean i was talking to my friend about it uh, vince and and um we were talking about it and we we're like i mean uh, i know obviously it's, it's probably all for ratings and money but you got to put a little bit, little bit of this on adam silver and the league as well because this should not be allowed I think that should be, I think what LeBron does should be, he should be suspended for 100%. Uh, it's, 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 it's horrible. Um, and, and I'm not, 
I'm not saying that he's he's a bad player. Obviously, I'm not saying that. I re I don't even want to say respect. I don't want to say I respect him in any regard. I recognize his skill. I acknowledge his skill. I see that, but I don't respect him at all. And I can't. I can't respect him. Can we uh, describe a disgrace to the game? Because a few disgraces to the game that pop up in my mind are Kwame Brown, Darko Milicic. Uh, you don't even know this fucker, but Byron Mullins, bro. What, for, for, <laughs> like being, for being, like, bad? Hold on. You know what's a disrespect to a sport? Jamarcus Russell is a disrespect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I fucking forgot about him. Um, I will say this. Um, real, real quick, because I know you have a lot more to say, and I know other people have stuff to say, too. I covered a lot of it, but go on. <laughs> It's one because you just got to go up head to head to him in four straight finals. Two, let me finish. Don't shake your head either. <laughs> finish. Two, wouldn't say, don't say you don't respect the person because, hey, have you been able to start a school for people? No, no, I didn't say I don't respect him as a person. I mean, before it started. Stop, 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 because you said you'll never respect this man. And that's all encompassing. Well, but, see, but no, stop. Go on. Go on. Proceed. Stop. So I'll give I will give you that you don't need I don't think anybody here enjoys LeBron's constant flopping. Can we all agree? Yeah. Do we I don't I don't no one likes when anyone flops. I don't enjoy him in general. But it's not good for the game at all two do we um not like his constant whining to the refs pointing doing all this all these theatrics we can all agree on that correct yeah i hate when draymond does it too <laughs> that's also a good point josh thank you but um when you say you can't respect this guy as a player and you when you even go to the point you say you'll recognize this guy's ability I think that's a massive disrespect to the time and effort this person has put in to the amount of work. Again, this person has been doing has been playing basketball longer than you've been alive. Like, let's address that there. He's been in the league pretty much. He's played what? How many years of basketball? 18. Yeah, he's been playing this game professionally for as long as you've been alive. So we can't even say that you've even seen most of his initial like we can't even say you've barely watched his Cavalier record. Like, watch that. Yes. Has his game evolved and gotten to this point where he's been flopping all the time not nonstop? Yes. You can say that for what? You can say that for Miami. You can definitely say that for Cleveland. And you can say that for LA. But you cannot say that for the first stint in Cleveland. You cannot. Um, I think that we are when it comes to this we let our feelings get way too overboard because yes what we saw in that because let's talk about the actual game itself what we saw in that game lebron getting poked in the eye and rolling around for 80 seconds on the floor yes that's disgusting but that doesn't take away from the amount of skill ability time and effort he's put in to play this game so don't i what I'm trying to say, and God, you have me in a position where I'm defending LeBron James, and I'm <laughs> holding. That's your choice. He's pathetic, man. I'm over. See, that's in. I 
one let's put it let's be completely real one you would not say that to his face you ain't got the balls to do that so stop there no don't even don't even try to rationale it i mean no you wouldn't the okay obviously the first thing if i were to meet lebron right now you wouldn't even tell him you you don't respect him be real you would not tell him that okay yeah maybe i don't know no you know what no no what no 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 i think i would i think i would i think i would tell him that because i don't i and and, and he makes he makes it he makes like i've said i've said it like four times now he makes the nba so much less fun to watch you're yes 100 i think i'd say i think i'd say maybe maybe i don't know for sure but i think i'd say honest person (laughs) hold on you're an honest person and a nice kid no the hell you wouldn't say that to another grown man, especially dude that's six foot eight and two sixty-five. And why does he act like that if he's so big and he's so strong and he acts like a five-year-old girl? It's pathetic. I hate it. Here, I'll tell I'll give you life Watch advice. Watch it. Here. Bad. I'll give you life advice. You learn the rules of the game to know how to break the rules of how the game, so you end up winning the game. Why do you think so many why do you think so many rich people exist? It's not because of a lot of hard work, talent, and stuff like that. It's a lot of, hey, I learned a way to finesse the shit out of people in order to get to the place I need to be. For ex- let's use what? Let's use a famous person, Jay-Z, as an example. Where do you think most of it, the initial bit of money he got from came from? Drug dealing. Is that good? That's cheating a system to get money. To win. Yes, LeBron learned. Oh, shit. Well, here, LeBron learned that the league does better when LeBron's in it. So LeBron could do whatever he wants, essentially. And, oh, we want to see LeBron score. So, hmm, let me throw my body places. Let me do this. Let me do that. Obviously, the league caught on and did it as well. And now we have this epidemic of flopping, which, yes, I'll give you that point. That it's not good. I totally agree with that. But I think... I think you go too far in the sense that and again you can have the you can have the point of I don't you don't want to watch him you can't argue he doesn't make the game better because he's put cuz we have the argument is he better than Jordan we if your statement was true we would never have that argument is he better than Jordan so one he makes the game better. Two, you can't, you can get, I can give you your point of the flopping is nasty, the whining is nasty, and all of that. The respect part, that's tough because you, you barely were alive to see half his career and memory didn't even work to a certain point in time to watch. Like what? You were born when? Oh, two, correct? Oh, three. Yeah. So, he was drafted before you were born. So by the time you were four years old, he was in an NBA Finals. And that team was god-awful without him. I know, and I I, I know he's good. See, this is where you're going to... But see, this is why you don't rationale it as, it as one, that's not impressive. Two, that's not skill and ability. I know. I, I, I know it's he's skillful. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. I know his skill is like i said i see his skill and you can like the antics without crucifying the player himself yeah because he plays the game horribly and he plays the game like a soft little 
he plays it. Zach, that doesn't make any sense to say, okay, I know he's skillful. I know he's one of the greats, but he's a terrible player and he plays the game. No, he's not a terrible player. He he plays the game in a soft way. See, that doesn't... How does that not make any sense? He's a great player. No, no, here. You can have a great player right here who decides to play the game in this very pathetic way. Say he's a master manipulator at the game he manipulates the game in a way that's a way to put it that's what i'm saying you can put it that way that's a better way than saying oh he does this he's nasty yada 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 and it's not good but also say oh he's also skillful that doesn't make sense that makes sense it makes more sense he's a good player but he's a baby if lebron james was not didn't act the way he did didn't wasn't soft wasn't you know a little baby and he didn't cry all the time I wouldn't not respect him. Look at these other guys. Damian Lillard, Giannis. These guys, they don't do it like that. And I don't, I like them. I don't care. I'm not going to go on a rant about them. I don't care about that. It's this guy right here who is the most, he's the most soft player in the entire NBA right now. And it's honestly just pathetic. I can't even watch it. And the people you brought up, what did they do in the league? Damian Lillard, what did he do? Compared to LeBron James. Nothing. They, uh, but what is that? I'm not I'm not talking about his resume. I'm talking about how soft he is. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not talking about his skill or anything. I'm talking about how soft of a player he is and how, how sad it is. No, it makes me not want to watch anymore. <laughs> and here, you should stop watching basketball altogether. Stop watching him because there are a lot of guys that do it like that, but that do it, but not as much as he does and not as in he he does it all the time. Here, do we honestly think that, and and I hate to even bring this up, but do we think that Steph doesn't do this either? Because yes, Steph does, because again, it's a learned thing because again, LeBron manipulated it. The league ran with it. But players also realized, oh, LeBron can get away with it. I can too. So everybody started doing it. So why not crucify everybody? I mean, yes, you can crucify the origin, but why not get on everybody else? Because everybody does it. Does everyone do it as much as he does, though? And I agree that everyone does. And that's one thing that I don't like about the NBA. Because when you, that's one thing I don't like about the NBA is how soft of a league it is as a whole. But you can't even sit here and tell me that everybody acts like LeBron James does. Curry flops sometimes, and I don't like flopping. Curry does it sometimes. You can't say it's as much as LeBron, though. Tell me, watch, just pay attention to the screen. Pay attention to the Jazz Memphis game right now. Tell me how many times after a shot you see hands thrown up and point and looking at a thing. I know, I know, people do it, and it's sad, and that's like I said, that's but you, no one does it as all the time. They do it all the time. That's why making that point, you can like every big man for a second shot clock, and you see hands, hands, hands. Because I don't, I agree with you in that stance. I hate watching that too. Just play the damn game. I agree with you for those parts, but don't act like one that everyone else doesn't do it because everybody else does it. And two, don't act like that. Here, Jack, have you seen Draymond play? I know, and Draymond. We, we and love I, Draymond, and that's like after almost after every play, after every foul that gets called on him, he's like throwing a fit and yelling at the ref, which is why you get so many texts. 
And that's why we didn't make the playoffs this year. Because he's gotten us out of games for that type of shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this to Zach. I, I I get that, you know, he's saying that like LeBron's like a, a great player and all that. But like, if you're so great, like, why do you got to play like this? Why don't you just be great and not like... I don't know. Act, Ask act Michael like Jordan. Like, that's, that's what I was like uh, hearing from Zach. I mean, the only other person that I really don't like that flops a lot is... Oh. I mean, I do like this pr- player, but freaking Trey Young. Like, this guy like can draw a foul anytime he wants. Well, almost anytime he wants. Oh, God. Like, Steph does the same thing. You know when they jump into a person after yeah. like a three? Like Steph, Trey Young, they're super guilty of doing that. I mean, Steph only does that, though, because he literally gets no calls. for Yeah, a super- I, know. I know. But like to blatantly throw yourself into someone to try to get a call, like even, even if it's Steph Curry, I don't agree with that, man. That's been a pandemic on the entire league for a long, not a long time, but since this KD, point boom. KD, he honestly started that wasn't he the first one to do that that first like the pump and then go into someone no it's uh james harden right yeah no, I I mean, if, it, Durant, if it was like, anyone Durant i had think like james. the swing move that he would do where like he would james just harden. swing people like that uh, you might be right on that swing move by durant all right guys let's move on to our next topic and it's a topic that's very dear to my heart because Remember all season, we've been on Bradley Beal watch. <laughs> so congratulations to him and the Wizards for actually making the playoffs, dude. I'm I'm really stoked for them. I've been I've been rooting for the Wizards this whole season, especially Bradley Beal. He's he deserves so much. So I'm glad to see that, you know, they they made a playoff push. It's just unfortunate that they're facing the 76ers in the first round. They actually hang if you you guys watched the game today, right? Yeah, it was quite controversial. It was close for most of the game too. It wasn't really. It only got. Uh, Philly only got a large lead at like the last five minutes of the game, right? I think it was yeah. close for most of the game. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook doing work as they have been all season. It's so a I match up, but I I'm just glad you know I'm glad they're getting an opportunity. <laughs> So are we going to expect Bradley Beal to stay on the team now that they've made it? Or are we still on Bradley Beal watch? I think it's a little better because they're they're in the playoffs. But I I don't know. I They barely eked in. I think it would be better for his career to leave because, like, who's going to go there free agency-wise unless they could get someone really big? I don't know who... Yeah, they- What's up? Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, I think um, they're going to need to do some recruiting if they really want to stay in the playoffs or in the top eight. Top eight seed. I mean, Washington, D.C. is a pretty nice place to live. It's pretty out there, too. Like, it's it's cool, man. Like, it's not a bad place to live. It's just... It's just the Wizards, man. Yeah, the Wizards organization is where people hesitate. They're not the best. We are forgetting about Thomas Bryant. They have him. So once he's back, I think uh, it's a better chance. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. But I, I kind of agree with what Royce is saying. Like, if they could attract, like, not even, it doesn't even need to be, like, a superstar. It just needs to be, like, a really good, like, you know, a really good player. Like it's, I, 
I don't know anyone wanting to run to the Wizards. I really think it... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just said all they need is one player. They need one... Just, you know, somebody. Somebody start it. Yeah. Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Actually, well, I yeah. thought... I just thought it would be better for them to finish lower in the standings, get a stud in the draft, and build around that, make a big three, you know? But, yeah. like... I know, but we can't waste Bradley Beal. <laughs> And, and Russell games. Westbrook for that matter. Oh, yeah, and Russell Westbrook for that matter. It was just one like, season. You get a you have a shit season. You get a good player. Pick up some good free agents next year. Let's make a playoff run next year. I know that's kind of like I know that kind of sounds like two K ish, <laughs> like logic wise, <laughs> but like it's possible. The Warriors did it. I feel like every team needs a player, like Tobias Harris. Dude, yeah, glue guy. It just scores too. Yeah, so, I I like that guy, dude. That guy can can score and do everything. Well, not everything, but you know, he's a contributes to the team really well. Remember? You know who probably would give the Wizards like a really good boost, and I feel like they, he would fit well with them. Who? Michael Porter Jr. Yo, yo. I, not that he would leave Denver because he's. But he's doing so good in Denver. But like the way he plays, dude, I think he would he would just lift the Wizards up to where they need to be. That should be their second scoring option. That would be cool to see, actually. Right? Russ facilitates. Bradley Beal's the first. Michael Porter Jr. is the second. Everyone else plays their roles, man. Is he? I don't, I, I don't know if we'd. I'd have to be on Bradley Beal watch anymore. <laughs> He'd have to get traded though, right? So like, who would you trade for him though? Like, I'm trading. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trading Rui. I'm trading. Oh, Denny. Denny Amija. Yeah. Whatever else they want. <laughs> Shit ton of picks. You can have Bertons too. Yeah, dude. And then you keep Thomas Bryant. Oh, my God. If you can keep Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and Thomas Bryant, and then insert Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> the starting five would be good. I don't know that, what that bench would be god awful. They, no, but like Royce said, you get some bench, you get some decent bench players in the offseason. They have Ish Smith. Oh. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good role player, man. Raul Neto's good. Like, he's a good backup. I disagree with that. I forgot Raul Neto existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why he was starting some games or like why they were playing so, him so much, but like, he's a good role player, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm just happy for him. The you got to give the Wizards credit from going from like almost the second worst team in the East to making it all the way to the playoffs. So if we um if we transition to playoff games, our first round matchups. I mean, they hung in there with the Wiz. I mean, they hung in there with the Sixers today. They they kept it close. They could have yeah. the way, and that's the first seed Sixers, and that's a good team there, and. They're like, honestly, a couple shots. If a couple shots went their way and a couple calls went their way, that's a win. Oh, real quick. Did you guys see the out of bounds call on Russell Westbrook? What did you think about that? That's so close to call. I wish like, I wish technology was advanced enough that they would put like sensors in the floor and then like it would light up. <laughs> the, the bar would light up if somebody actually touched it. Like pressure. Like a thermal, like a thermal, uh, heat signature or something like that something that. that would be so cool and it would eliminate human error in making that call 
It's kind of like VAR in soccer, where it basically has like a camera and like the sensor in the ball or some shit like that, and it tells if it crossed the line. Like tennis. Yes, essentially like tennis too. Yeah, Jason, that's genius, and I feel like we're far enough technology-wise to be able to implement that. Yeah, we have rail like rail guns exist. Like y'all remember that the rail gun and like those wild ass game like video games, like how it's like technologically advanced and shit. Like that's a real thing. They've been using that for like years. Why can't we put sensors in the damn ground to see if a ball is out of bounds or not? Yeah, because you really can't trust these NBA refs, man. They, I I don't know if it's pride or they just like because whenever they make a wrong call. And then they go to the replay and they see it's a wrong call. I feel like they're just like, well, we already made one call. We can't overturn it. Dude, Let's I just, just felt like stick with what we said at first. I felt such nostalgia watching the Knicks and hearing the refs, you suck chants. Like, it was <laughs> so great to hear that again. Cause like, you know, every fan is saying that at home. Like, dog, they're probably saying worse things than that. If we know New Yorkers, we're saying worse things than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not being kind. I'm surprised we didn't get a fuck you refs. That would have been great on national television. Can we please have them do that? Like, Knicks fans across the globe, if the refs do that shit again, just just, just say it. Fuck you, refs. I need that. They deserve it. Um, But yeah, like you were saying, the since we were talking about the Wizards, their first-round matchup is the Philadelphia 76ers, and I say that's unfortunate because they're the first seed in the east and they've been great all season so i don't i think like you said they kept it close but i think this is a tough matchup for the wizards and honestly i don't i don't know if they beat the, the seven i would love for them to beat the 76ers but i don't think they do here. Sixers are taking it here what we're gonna do i'm gonna list off the teams that are playing and we will choose everybody will go you don't we'll make a short who wins that series and in how many games are we ready uh but ready for me i want every matchup to be since my warriors aren't in the playoffs i want every matchup to be an upset stop we're gonna get to that (laughs) stop we're gonna get to that because oh my god we can go off in the next segment (laughs) all right go ahead jason all right here we go uh heat versus bucks Bucks. We think wins that series and in how many games? Royce start. Bucks and six. Good call. Zach? Going Bucks and seven. I like that call even better. Yeah. I'm still watch. Josh? I I, I got heat and six. <laughs> All right. Interesting call. There's our first, uh, I guess, disagreement. All right. Pat, go. Um, I think uh, the Bucks are going to take it six or seven. <laughs> and I will say Bucks and six. Bucks and six. All right, next. Uh, here we go. Next one. Here we go. We're going to go Celtics and Nets. We're going to have Zach lead it off. Zach, what do we think? Who wins and how many games? Nets in four. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Josh, what do you think? Nets in five. I'll give the Celtics one game. Royce, what do you think? Nets in seven. Oh! oh! 
I like how weird. that. I like how Nets and seven oh. is like the surprise, not like Celtics and seven. <laughs> I know the fact yeah, that the Nets. I, I want the Celtics game. to win, but imagine our reaction uh, if someone said Celtics. <laughs> All right, Pat, what do you think? Um, I'll give Celtics a win. Nets in five. <laughs> and I'm gonna agree with Zach here. I got Nets in four. Clean sweep. Yes, sweep, shirt, whatever. Thank you. All right, next. <laughs> We're going to go uh, Mavericks Clippers. What do we think? And we'll start with uh, Josh for this one. Mm. I'm going to say Mavs in seven. Oh. That's not bad. It's not that's bad. A, that's a good choice. You, you, you might be right. Um, Let's go. Pat next. What do you think? Um, If, uh, if uh, Pandemic P stops being Pandemic P, Clips in six. Ooh. Interesting call. Interesting call. Good call. Royce? I got clips in seven. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. And I will say clips in six. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. about that. I agree with Jason and Pat's clips in six. There we go. Oh, sorry for skipping you, Zach. I apologize. <laughs> I was talking. You tried talking now. It's okay. <laughs> My bad. Uh, all right. So I guess I'll start. I'll say uh, between the Trailblazers and the Nuggets, I'll say Trailblazers in seven. Oh, yeah. And let's go Royce. I got the Nuggets in six. Interesting. Josh. I agree with Royce. Nuggets in six. Zach. Good Jay. Blazers in seven. <laughs> that, that's because you got money on Dame. <laughs> Besides that, oh my god, are you the person that tried to bet your house that the <laughs> <laughs> dude that guy got to keep his house? Lucky him. Did you see what he actually bet though? What did he actually bet? Well, he bet 200 bucks. What? Why did he say he's gonna lose his house? Because he's on the internet now. Oh my he god. got Dame to respond. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, they showed the. We saw the stub. It was 200 bucks. All right, Pat, what do you think? Um, Portland in six. All right. I got everybody, correct? For that yep. one? Yeah. All right. Um, we already did Wizard Sixers? Yeah. Ooh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't, actually. We kind of just, like, discussed it. Josh, Wizard Sixers, go. Oh, man. As much as I'd love to see the Wizards upset, it's probably Sixers in six. Lol. Um, say uh, Sixers and five. Same. Zach. Yeah, Philly. Philly and five. Pat and five. Easy. All right. This is gonna be an interesting one. Suns. uh, Pat. Lakers. Suns. Suns and six. Let's go. Interesting call, Zach. Hate to say it, but probably Lakers and six. Interesting call. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to go Lakers in seven. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to go back. Lakers in six. Lakers in six. <laughs> Pick one. Lakers in six. 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 Royce? Uh, Suns in seven. Whoa. Okay. We're going another seven-game series. I like hearing that. I like hearing yeah. that. Let's go, Josh. I don't think it goes to seven. I think Suns in six. Hey, yo. I agree. I agree with Josh. I'm going uh, Suns in six. This will be the year. It's going to be six. This is going to be LeBron. 
damn putting it on words is going to be putting it on the internet's going to be wild but i think this is the first year that lebron loses in the first round damn i, I pray so that that happens all right here we go we got uh hawks and knicks all- <laughs> no. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I got, well, actually, no, I got Knicks in seven. Let's be real. I think this is a seven-game series, and I think the Knicks are going to win. Yeah, same. I got the Knicks in seven. (laughs) I agree with you both. Knicks in seven. This one's going the distance. It's going to be a good one. I think Knicks. Knicks in six. Ooh, Pat thinks even better. I like that. Because it rhymes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i thought about rhyming uh zach your call going atlanta in seven. Ooh. okay yeah uh, are you expecting a trey young winner in madison square garden at the buzzer in seven that would be awesome that would be so sick that'd be wild as shit my what, brain would explode that'd be, that'd be iconic would i like that no i'd be very upset i'd like <laughs> derrick rose hitting that game winner but you're entitled to your opinion. I uh, think the next the Knicks win in seven, and Spike Lee has a con- has a convulsion on <laughs> at, uh, on those floor seat at those floor seats. Hey, did you see him jumping on across the floor? Yeah, that's why I said it, dude. Like Emmanuel quickly hits a three, and he's going nuts. It was, little, <laughs> it was so funny. Around like a fucking T Rex up in there, like <laughs> a rabbit. I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Hey, yo, this is what Nick's playoff basketball does to people. People start losing their brains. No, that's why I thought it was so great. Because for the longest time, Spike Lee was so sad because he's such a diehard Knicks fan. So to see them do well, he was just like, he couldn't contain himself. I thought it was great. All right. And right now, a live score. The Grizzlies are up 83 to 74. 80 to 74. Who do you think's winning this series? And let's go, uh, Josh. Because he's struggling right now. <laughs> that that is tough. So wait, when does Donovan Mitchell get back? I'm. They didn't give a timetable. They just said he will at least miss game. At least miss game one. Okay. Uh, depending on if Donovan can come back or not, Memphis might win this in seven. Ooh. Are we gonna get another eight-one upset? I I mean. It would make me feel better as a Warriors fan, but I, honestly, yeah, dude, the way the Grizzlies been playing, I could see it happening. Uh, you're saying this. This is a Jaws uh, show out moment, but let's go, uh, Pat. What do you think? Utah in six. Hey, you're being respectful. You're saying the Grizzlies will at least win something. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Zach. Utah in five. <laughs> hey, you think this game is a fluke? Yes. Game's not even over, so it, honestly, Utah can end up winning tonight, but that's neither here nor there. And let's go, Royce. Uh, I have Utah coming back with this game and winning in a sweep. Oh, okay. It's a bold take right there. A sweep? Dre? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go... The way this game's going, I'm going to go jazz in six but i think that that game six is going to be incredibly close it'll be a heartbreaking loss for the grizzlies that's probably more realistic than mine (laughs) i'm sticking with it though grizzlies in seven or yeah 
is. We're going to keep you updated while these uh, first round of the playoffs go on. And we will be back once the entire first round is over and we'll do our second round uh, predictions. Watch us all be wrong as shit. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, guys. Um, I think uh, we're going to get to the best part of the podcast. We saved the best. Is it time for Jason's rant now? Well, I think I think we're all very mad at the situation. Hey, Pat, can you do me one more favor? It's time for Jason <laughs> to go off about the Warriors. Here, oh, that is that is so good. <laughs> I can make a career out of it. You really could. You could be the next Bruce Buffer, man. I, honestly, I would go to uh, UFC fights just to see Pat do that. Yeah. I want to watch Adesanya fight. I'd want to see Pat just scream. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But let's do it. So let's set the stage. Um, Warriors losing a heartbreak. Wow, we lost in a heartbreak both games. So yeah, I was going to say not one, but two heartbreaks. Yeah. Yes. The Warriors, we lose in a heartbreak on Wednesday night to the Lakers. Granted, there's some uh, shady politics going on in that game that I think we can all agree. That game was a little fishy, don't you think? Smelled like a little bit of a L.A. River, huh? Zach's favorite player in the NBA hit the dagger that ended us. And you know what makes me so upset about that? They're now putting that. Uh, they're now putting uh, "Father Stretch My Hands" that sam- that song to LeBron hitting that three. And it irritates me so much because I love that song. And I, I hate it. the beat drop. Yeah, I hate seeing it with LeBron with LeBron's shot going through the net. But so we lost that game. Can we all agree that we should have won that game? Yep. Agreed. Won both of them, but yes. But let's we'll get there. We will get there. We should have won that game. Um there's a lot of uh a lot of turnovers, right? Way we, too many. We'll, Played a sloppy ass game, right? Don't you think? Way too many. Curry, Curry had six. Draymond had six. It's actually disgusting how many turnovers we had. Dude, and even in the, like the late in the game, like some of those passes Draymond was doing, like what are you fucking doing, bro? He's like, literally just throwing it right into dude's chest. <laughs> like we don't need to force these passes. That Royce, and- Royce, that's some two K shit. When I'm trying to like build my triple double, and I just I get desperate and I start like trying to thread the needle, I just get like seven turnovers that's what that reminded me of yeah dude. you want to you want to know why i'm calling that uh i'm calling that the uh, suns will beat the lakers because we when we played the when we played the lakers we were single covering braun and uh anthony davis and they didn't play entirely well for both of those games like and we were single covering like if we're doing that and we held them to like because they didn't play good, that Suns team can play pretty damn like if they can play some good defense, they can definitely win games. And no, that, like that first that first quarter, they had them flustered, dude. Like they were doubling AD in the post and they were turning the ball over like at ease. And that's where they got to that like early ass lead. Yep. AD was just not in the game. Like he was a non-factor. Braun was missing shots. Uh and Sorry, Zach. You know who I think is a worse flopper than LeBron? Marcus Smart. No, 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 no. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That whole Lakers team. <laughs> a lot. 
that whole Lakers team, it's that that's the true pandemic going on around here. Those Lakers, every time they get touched, it's hands up, look at the refs. Oh my god, woe is me. I look like I got shot by like a fucking revolver to the head. Like they think, are quite uh, dramatic. The announcer even said, dude, well he is in Space Jam. I mean, like, I mean he is an actor now, right? Like Yeah, he's like that whole Lakers squad deserves an account award for their acting it's ridiculous not even it's not even good acting bro this is what they do they hire an agent from the i don't know the the acting industry and they're like all right guys this is how you guys act this we're gonna have a whole day of practicing how to flop (laughs) and that's what it is they have that once a week i wouldn't even doubt that they (laughs) dedicate like an hour of practice time to practicing flopping yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. At this point, like all those jump shots you see on Twitter, like, oh, we're in the gym, we're grinding. No, that's not that. That's like five minutes of that practice. That's the that's the cool down shooting. Their their hour and a half practice is charge quote unquote charges, but they flop across the court. But yeah, um, Warriors lose a heartbreaker to the Lakers when they're up most of the game. Um, here, let's can we all agree? Steve Kurt, what are you doing not matching the Lakers when they put AD and Braun in the beginning of the fourth quarter? Why didn't you put Steph and Dre in there? That's dumb as shit, right? Can we all agree? Yeah, 100%. I don't get his whole Steph has to come in at this mark. I don't understand it. Here, I mean, for this game specifically and the last game that we'll get into, he didn't do it for at least the... I know for at least the fourth quarter in both games, he's he ran Steph, this, he ran Steph for most of the second half, but the third quarter, the third quarter against the Lakers, if that's not the worst basketball I've seen from our <laughs> in a long time, besides that Dallas game, that's the worst basketball I've seen from that Warrior team. That was a, that was abysmal. Like seven turnovers, we got outscored thirty-five to twenty-four, and that really was the momentum. That. That got the Lakers back in the game. Like, when they scored, like, eight straight or ten straight, that was ridiculous. We should not have given up that run. And that's ultimately what did it to us. That and keeping Steph and Dre out. Like, I don't know who even thinks to do that. What's the point of, like, what's the point of resting Steph? All those, all those. oh, you don't get to play six minutes, and then you play a quarter. You don't play six minutes, and you play a quarter. What's the point of all that if you're not going to make him... If you're not going to let Steph play for the entire, the most important games of your season, that's when you let him play whatever needs to be done. Whatever I, done to get the win, you just let Steph do what he needs to do or let Dre do what they need to do. Dude, and so, it's the turnovers and the lack of physical defense, which is so irritating to watch too. Like you got guys like Alex Caruso beating you on these backdoor cuts and shit like players like Wiggins bro like as, as good as he's been bro he fucked up like so many times late in that game and it was just kind of fucking hard to watch like dropping pat like dropping passes passes bouncing off your hands stuff like that yeah dude dog you you guys get paid way too much way too much left balls just bounce off your hands yeah I don't get it. I don't watch every other team religiously like I do with the Warriors but are we the only team with all these weird problems like we drop these easy passes we make stupid passes and we miss open layups like do other teams do this <laughs> been yes we have been high in turnovers this season the layups it's like 
Royce, I think our I think our St. Peter's team was better at making layups than that war squad. <laughs> Dude, for real, Bazemore, bro, like yeah, and I know Zach, you you text us this like you were happy about him like score like, with you were happy about him. It, I use happy very loosely right now, but you were saying like something about him making shots, and then I watch while watching that game, I saw him like, why is he going one on three on a on a fast break and smokes the layup too? Like, why are you ch- first off? Why are you challenging AD at the rim? What no? On a fast break where you have no help. No. Why are you challenging that? That's, That's ridiculous. just really low basketball IQ. Like, makes no, it's like, but he di- he's done that all season. And it's like, in the most important games, you just pull it back, let get the ball in Steph's hands, let him run the offense. I will much rather live and die by Steph fucking up or saving us than watching Kent Bazemore take a dumbass layup and smoking the layup too. Agreed. You get too much to smoke. You get paid way too much to smoke layups. This is the one of the first things that's taught in basketball is a layup because it's your closest shot. How do you mess that up? Oh boy! And we're not even at the we're not even at the Grizzlies game yet, and that was even more frustrating. I agree with you, Jason. Like, I know Steve Kerr likes to rest like the important players to make sure they have fresh legs throughout the game but these two games these were the only two games where you just like you could not afford that you could not afford to rest the most key players they just had to get out there do what they need to do to get the win yes because like that's what every other team was gonna do so why wouldn't we do the same when you're in the play-in all bets are off let all the stops go do what you need to do to get the damn w fuck resting fuck minutes restrictions do what you need to do to get the shit done and that's what didn't happen in the laker game and in the grizzly game holy fucking shit I think I can speak for everybody here. Even like we look at each other weird when we leave us open for a three, right? <laughs> like we're like, what the fuck? Like, come on, let's play some defense, right? Why does anybody on the Warriors team think it's acceptable to leave an NBA caliber player open for three? And why are they doing it all game? My only thought process is that the first game with the Grizzlies, you know, John missed like every one of his three pointers. But even if that's the case, once he starts making them in the current game that you're playing, doesn't it, doesn't something just click in your head like, okay, we should probably put a body on him. And see, that's my, I think that's one of the reasons why I hate stats and stats guys so much because it's like stats be damned, stats out the door. Oh, he's shooting 20% from three or whatever for whatever the season if he's making him in the game put a damn body on him yeah like close the gap at least close the gap don't just sit in the paint like yeah i know we're not tall and all like i get it we don't have a lot of like we don't have size on our hands but jesus christ you can i've seen short ass people box out seven footers and get a rebound if you box out well enough to either call it over the back or you get the damn rebound 
So don't know what the hell you guys were thinking by letting, um, by le- one, letting Josh shoot all them shots. And this shout out to Josh because you did a, he had a great game. Good for him. Congratulations. But God damn. Don't let an don't let an NBA player shoot an open jump shot. They're gonna make it. It's probably gonna happen. Stats be damned. I feel like these two games were definitely heartbreakers. Um the Memphis game, I don't know. They just look worn out to me. They look totally sluggish and like they just they had a defeated look to them and it just wasn't fun to watch. No, ahead, yeah, man. they definitely did not come out ready to play. I don't know if that was on the coaching staff or they just got off to a sluggish start. But, yeah, they came into that game and they didn't look like they were ready to play. They didn't look like they wanted it. I mean, Steve Kerr did did give them rest that day between. He said, oh, yeah, no shoot around, no practice. So, is that coaching? That might be. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Steve Kerr made any adjustments either. I mean, you look at it, when we were playing the Lakers, the Lakers were playing really bad in the first half. And then oh. they come out in the second half swinging. So you think they're doing the exact same thing they were doing the first half? I mean, probably not. They probably made some adjustments. And then you look at us against the Grizzlies. We're not playing very well in the first half. So how about we change something up? But no, we go into the second half. John Morant is more open than he ever has been. And we are getting beat by the same. And yeah, towards the end, we somehow came back and almost won. But it looked like no adjustments were even made. Yeah, that I I don't I don't know, man. It's like and I love like Steve Kurt has really he's dug himself this hole. Like this isn't this isn't the Warriors team doing I mean, out of if we have to blame people it's the front office and it's steve kerr it's really on them for why this season like turned out the way it did not using your uh mid-level exceptions and your injured player exceptions to get players and get quality players was that's the first thing like we played an eight-man rotation for six weeks that's killing the team like i know yeah it's all about trust and shit like that like i get why you'd want to run eight players but at the end of the day you're running eight players through an nba six weeks of the nba on an accelerated season that that makes no sense whatsoever that's that's putting unnecessary miles on bodies not oh we're gonna wait six minutes and do six minutes and six minutes and shit that's doing that like i don't even know steve kerr you're not chasing wins you don't know what you're doing anymore or what do you say Give me one second. It's not, I mean, he's actually got a coach now. You know, I mean, this isn't this isn't Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. This is a bunch of guys who you were, hey man, you're gonna actually have to coach these guys. It's not just easy anymore, and, it, and he's proved to us. He, I don't know if he can even do it. And we did get farther than I expected, maybe at the beginning of the season, but oh yeah, I definitely. Well, I almost, I almost expected us to be in the lottery for the for the top three we got a, at, at one point a lot of that goes to Steph. <laughs> that's i know most of it goes to Steph. so if we're gonna hold people accountable it's the front office you gotta get players and you gotta 
Like our front office has been pretty shit since we signed Kevin Durant. Let's be real. Like our front office's biggest wins was obviously Kevin Durant. And how much was that actually the, our front office? Um, and then can we even say DeMarcus Cousins was a win for us? I mean, Iguodala, bro, but that was so long ago, though. Like, see, yes, we struck like we swung and missed on so many opportunities, whether it's draft picks, people we took in um, free agency. We struck out so many times there. Um, coaching wise, Steve Kurt, did you even have a plan? Like, I think I, f I feel like what happened was when they heard that Clay went down draft night, all bets were just off. They're just like, okay, we're going to, here you go. This, this season in the trash, we're only going to do what we do if we have Clay back. And unfortunately, I don't think Clay is our savior. Like, yes, I think we'll be better next year. Grant, don't get me wrong, but he's not the savior. We're not instant title favorites because of Clay coming back. We're going to be a lot more competitive, but we were realistically for the shit season we had we were competitive but we were inconsistent we were inconsistent as shit if we actually had some sort of consistency we would have been top six yeah jason you're absolutely right and one player is not going to fix that clay thompson coming back is not going to fix the whole team being inconsistent we need we need more than that so on that note what do you guys think like what what needs to be done to help make adjustments and get us back to that you know contending title i'll start here start with you have a talk with draymond green and i know we've had this battle all season about is it the refs is it this is it that both are both points can be true we can all agree after the the, like, the totality of the season the refs have been absolute dog shit, correct? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Complete dog shit. Like they they might have bigger egos than the NBA players and they ain't done shit. Yep. I 100% believe that. Oh my god, you know the rules and you can blow a whistle and you have some cardio because you can run up and down a court. Boof, so fucking what? There's people there's people in America that are risking their lives every day to make sure this country works. Y'all ain't doing shit compared to them um so yeah there's that but as <laughs> i saw this on twitter i give respect but for as many games that draymond has kept us in and like helped us win he screwed us out of a good portion of games this season whether it's sloppy passing whether it's just the in a the 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 not wanting to score or looking to score that's incredibly damaging because it just makes the defense it gives the defensive game plan a four on five at that point if they know you're not going to shoot the ball if they know you're not even going to look for a layup it's like, okay i don't need, I'll, I'll i'll just stand back because th the odds are you won't even shoot it so what the fuck's the point of even guarding you i could just clog the lane or i can clog the, pa the passing lanes the back door cuts i can just watch that there's no point so yeah that really is a a big problem because once you figure out you know the way draymond plays it's easy to stop him it's incredibly easy and especially if you don't do it that way then you just then you just bait him into fouls because then you let the refs do the work draymond already has unfortunately has a reputation with the refs that he's not their most favorite player 
So all you need to do, if you're sm if you are a smart manipulating player, you just need to manipulate the refs a little bit. The refs are a lot easier to bend. The Draymond's a lot easier to manipulate. So all you need to do is pretend to get fouled, throw your hands up, let Draymond uh, get Draymond in foul trouble. He blows a gasket, and then he's out the game, and then there goes the momentum. So I honestly think they need to have a talk with him because they have to work on that. Like whether it's whether it's a confidence thing because Draymond at his most confident was Game Seven of the 2016 NBA Finals. Like he didn't he have almost a triple double and scored 30 points that game, and he shot the ball. That was the thing. Like he looked to score too, because maybe it's because it's a do or die. I don't know. Why don't you play every game like that? I don't know. Royce, but, this is uh, sorry, Royce. This is similar to what you were saying about Rudy Gobert. Like how he doesn't have an offensive like arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Like an offensive arsenal. And if he did, he would actually be like ridiculously scary. Same goes for Draymond. If he had an offensive arsenal, dude, Draymond would probably be like he would be one of the top players in the league if he had an offensive arsenal. Like it doesn't even have to be like Kevin Durant. It doesn't even have to be like Kevin Durant. He just has to like contribute offensively. Just look to shoot the ball. Like if you're open for three, even if you don't make it. This is why we kill Giannis onto the Kumpo. And this is why he's actually responded to a lot of the shit talk in the league. He's taking open jumpers. Just take the open jumper. You were saying, Royce? In terms of like his temper though, like I love the fireness and like the intensity he brings, because that's definitely two things a team needs, like a championship caliber team. But it's just like controlling the temper. It's kind of like how Boogie was when he was with the Kings, just letting your like emotions get over you. And the like, a tech is cool, but like after you get that tech, man, like okay, cool it down a bit. You know, he just keeps going, and then he gets that second tech, and then like Jason said, poof, done. Like a lot of people, and a lot of people like to be right. And a lot of people will fight to be right, even when they're wrong. They will fight to be right, or at least get their point across. But you, you gotta know there's a time and place for things like that. Yeah. Like for example, in the 2016 season, there was a time and place. Like he had one, like his reaction to LeBron stepping over him, got him that last tech, which got him out that game, which, in, which turned the entire series of that 2016. If that didn't happen, like, if he controlled himself there for even just, like, an ounce, an ounce, we don't know what that could have been. But I think that's where we first need to, uh, that's where we need to start. Roster construction is going to be huge this summer. Yeah, I agree with you. We need to, we need to fix the roster. We need to get some role players. We need to get some, someone to help off the bench. That's here. I'll even to say only people that should be safe is steph clay wiggins jta um pool and that's probably it i don't even i'm not gonna say wiggins is fully safe um if we can package him in something big then i would do it i'm, I'm not looking to trade him but i'm not gonna say he's safe but i wouldn't trade jta pool or steph or clay. yeah i would say wiseman's more safe do you say Wiseman's more safe? Why for me, Wiseman's in the same spot as Wiggs. I mean, I like Wiseman. A lot of Warriors fans for some reason want to trade him and I don't. But if we can package him for something big, 
Yes. Yeah, really? like nine wigs. Yeah, sure, I can see that. Braid. Yeah, I get that. Pat, any any thoughts? I think they need to have a bench that they can keep and just stop dropping people and then changing up the bench all the time. Like, if we can keep like a solid like like maybe two bench players, and you know just keep them for the future and like moving forward, I think we'll be fine and just create that chemistry and like they, they need to be someone that uh, accepts the fact that they're going to be coming off the bench and they have a job to do on the court when the starters are off the court so See? that's what i think you're 100 that's 100 right yeah we have the foundation with pool jta and i know you guys don't like nico Mannion right now but by <laughs> next year i think he'll be a better point guard backup yeah, yeah he's Holden. still developing so I've like some more stints in the gym. If we just get like I think we'll be two, two, three players max, I think we'll be okay. I would keep Mannion in the G League until further notice. But and I'm not, this is what I get upset about. I get upset, like, for example, and it's nothing, it's, again, nothing against these people, but it's like the Jordan Bell signing and Kent Bazemore signing. Why do you think we did that? They were Warriors already. Yeah. Just because they were warriors doesn't mean they're still that good. Just because they like, oh, you're friends with them and they played for your system for so long doesn't mean that they're gonna help at this capacity, especially when we're different. Like it's like it makes it just makes no sense. There's a lot of things that are gonna need to be done. You're gonna have like roster construction number one. I think that's gonna be thing. Build you have to build a better roster. This you're not benefiting Steph because at the end of the day, Steph is what made this team run. He's the reason why Joe Lacob's net worth went up. Like, he, he's what makes this go. You're not going to get this type. It's like, it's like, um, for example, it, to compare sports, it's like the Green Bay Packers. You don't go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to another all-time great. Don't expect that with the Warriors. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna go from Steph to somebody all-time great again. That is an extremely rare occurrence in sports. So please don't waste him while you have him, and especially the type of person and player that he is. He could probably play basketball till he's forty, just off the type of game he plays. Don't waste it, and don't screw yourself so far away that you have these. You have these nasty uh, reporters. And these mainstream media guys trying to already start the narrative that Steph needs to leave Golden State. Like, that's disgusting. Yes, we get LeBron started player mobility, but damn, Steph's been the what most loyal player in the league. Don't don't try to poison the mind like that. All right, yeah, Jason. I know you could probably go on forever about this, but we should probably wrap it up here. That's a great sentiment to end the episode on though <laughs> i agree i agree yeah y'all know how i feel i can go i can go on and on about this shit it's just <laughs> we spent a lot we've invested so much in this team whether it's just time money shit like that don't screw your fans don't screw the people that put money in your pocket and don't slap us in the face by trying to say that you know better like when we watched you fudge shit so much don't at least be honest and say oh my god we fucked up that's all that's that's it here's <laughs> would like steve kerr calling the season a success don't lie to us yeah <laughs> don't fucking lie to us that's all i gotta say
There you go. All right, then. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Throughout this super long episode, and uh, this is a very interesting, interesting one. Hopefully, everyone listened to the whole thing and let us know what you guys think about it on our Instagram or the TikTok. Zach will post about his LeBron rant. <laughs> so let's hear what you guys got to say. And on that note, um, don't slap. Twitter coming soon. Grab, don't slap. Don't forget. Deuce. Peace.